Welcome to A Break From The Grind, an 1129 edition, Tuesday night. Woo-woo! I'm your co-host. Uh, I'm your co-host. You are a co-host. And we're going to start that over. No, dude, just keep going with it. That was great. Fuck it. I am your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. The people know who I am. I am their favorite. The co-host. Yes. <laughs> um. So, we are here on 1129. We're going to recap our NFL picks this week, just real quick. People we're- don't care what the date is, Jason. They really don't. Um. You're not going to listen to it on 1129. All so- they care is that we are finally... On iTunes. That's all they care about. Well, I was going to mention that, but fine. You broke the cherry. We are on I iTunes. I popped that son of a bitch, let me tell you. Um, so, in this episode, we're going to go over our NFL picks. We're going to talk about Toys for Tots. We have a special interview for you guys. Special the interview, interview is amazing! Uh, George, and it's not Donald Trump. George is going to go on a quick fantasy football rant. Oh, I'm... Yes, I am. And we're going to get to your questions and answers. We have a ton of those for you tonight. So, with our NFL picks this week... Uh, George and I both had great weeks. George? George is an amazing... George is amazing at this. George is still losing. I did not gain any ground on Jason. You know why? Because last episode, he fucking admitted he copies my picks. Copied. So, no, yeah, you copy... You admitted on the last episode you copied my picks. I did. So, that means I'm not going to be able to beat you this year. Because you're going to copy my picks every fucking week, and I'm going to lose by one game. We actually picked exactly the same this week, and we didn't didn't talk about it at all. No, we didn't. We Um, we literally had the same picks for every game. This week seemed to be pretty easy, though. There was a lot of no-brainers, other than the... the, I'm still wondering what the hell happened with the Bucks seahawks game. You know what happened? A healthy Bucks team happened. And you know what's going to happen next week? We're going to lose to the Chargers in San Diego? Probably. All right, so just because, like I said last week, we're completionists until George starts winning... I'm only one game behind, guys. I, one game. <laughs> I am 93 and 54. Yeah, one. if he can best me by two games, you don't have to hear about this ever again. Um, I'm doing my best. And his best just isn't good enough, so you suffer through. Uh, this week I am 93 and 54. George is 92 and 55. George's daughter falls below 500. And she's a loser. And now she's tied with my daughter, and they're at 73 Your and daughter's 74. not a loser, even though mine's tied with her. <laughs> Oh, this is good shit. Uh, well, you know, you always have higher expectations for your kids than you have for everybody else's. Yeah, I have higher expectations of my kids than I do of myself. Oh, uh, that bar is really, really low. No, no, it's not. That's, George- I've done a lot of great things in life. I honestly, I'll, I'll joke aside, I've done a lot of good stuff. I'm proud of it. Um, I wouldn't change anything I've done up until this moment. I would change. You know what I would have changed? Maybe I'd invest in Microsoft. You know what I changed, George? What's that? I would have sent our interview host the right questions. Oh, well, they changed interviewers, huh? interviewees on me, okay? You know, I, I was doing the best with what I was given. So, so, guys, when you listen to our interview, and it's an amazing interview, it's the it, best interview ever. It's, it's, the best. it's the best interview we have ever done other it, than the Donald Trump one that you didn't get to you listen didn't get to. to hear. So, when you listen to the interview, listen to the questions. Very respectful, very Toys for Tots oriented, very Marine oriented those are the questions we were supposed to send to him. And then as you and instead, then as, I like a jackass. Wait, wait, wait. So, and then as you pro, as you take this journey on this podcast with us tonight, and we get to our questions and answer session, and you hear how disrespectful and idiotic. Yeah, those are the questions George sent to the Marine. 
Yeah, I, I sent him the, the questions we got from the Fantasy Life app on accident instead of the ones we were going to ask the, the the Marines for the Toys for Tots. But like I said, in my, in my defense, when I typed everything up last night and I sent it to the original representative from Toys for Tots, there was an accurate list. So let me say this. People ask why on our t-shirts. It says, bad at pod- podcasting. Well, now you know why. People now know why. Because I can't do anything without adult supervision. You think we should get Sergeant Curio a, a Break from the Grind t-shirt? Mm, I don't think we can get one here in time, to be honest. That's something we might think about. We'll talk about that. Anyway. Anyway, so um, so what are we all talking about? Always, always, always. Toys for Tots, guys. We have a Toys for Tots drive. We do, and it is a phenomenal drive. Phenomenal. The, we- the Marines are very happy with us right now. We are now only $40 away from our second goal of $750. How far away are we? Are we $40? We are 40 fucking dollars away from 750 And I know there's people out there who are listening to this very podcast who have not yet donated. So guess what you guys got to go out and do? You need to donate. Donate. I don't care how much it is. It could be $1. It could be 5 You could donate the 40 and make us hit the goal. You could do 290 and then I will have to wax my taint. Wax his taint. Hit a thousand. No, bucks. I'm just kidding. That's not happening. But no, seriously. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't donated yet, please, please, please. I, I listen. I have no, no, no problem at all begging you for money. Okay, I'm begging you. Please donate to our toys for tots. We we got some good information uh, on what kind of toys we need to get, what we need to focus on. You'll hear it here in a few minutes. We're looking forward to getting with our. Our, uh, our podcast, brethren, our podcast brethren, uh, with the OG podcast and with Clock Dodgers, we're going to get together. We're going to buy toys. We're going to buy gifts. Me and Mike might kill each other, they, but we'll discuss that later. <laughs> they <laughs> don't. Don't worry. They'll they'll make up with a kiss. No, what? No, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> so toys for tots, guys. Um, if you can't donate, fine. Send the link to somebody that might be able to. Yep, share we've, that son of a bitch. We've had people, um, we've had people give it. Their parents donated. You know, um, we've had parents donate. We've had friends donate. Um, if you make a bet with somebody, like for example, earlier today, uh, Jason and I had somebody who owed us both a dinner, and we told them, listen, instead of buying us dinner, donate thirty dollars to Toys for Tots. Make a charitable campaign. Uh, a charitable contribution to our uh, Toys for Tots campaign. We would much rather have you donate money to our Toys for Tots campaign so we could buy some toys some, for some kids than for you to take us out to dinner. Yeah, I mean... We, and we're two fat guys, so you f- know how much we love food. Yeah, but which, this which is more important. You, that shows you how much we love kids more. We, yes. We, we want to see lots of bright and happy faces come Christmas morning when they get their toys um, or when they go down to the Toys for Tots uh location and, and get their toys it's, it's a special it's a special moment for it, those guys it, it, it truly is and and this time of year it's if even just giving back a little bit to the community uh is is really what it's all about like i said just go and donate 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 you can find the toys for tots um if you go onto our uh twitter page at bftg pod it is pinned to the top of the page so the link is there all you got to do is go on the link and uh, click the link and it'll take you right to the donation page. Um, you can go to clockdodgers.com. They have it pinned on their, uh, their webpage. We have it on our webpage at, at, at btfgpodcast.com. Nope. It's at bftgpodcast.com. That's what I said. 
No. That's what I said. Yes, it is. We'll play it back. Damn it. BFTG podcast. I I, my dyslexia is terrible at times. So, um, but anyway, donate. We're on the Fantasy Life app. I'm constantly on there. At least two or three times a day, I'm throwing the link out. Please. I am literally... Hold on. Hear all that background noise? That is me get literally getting on my knees, begging you to donate to Toys for Tots. I have no shame. No. No, he doesn't. Now at least put your pants back on. No. that's No. It's my house. I can walk around my underwear if I want. All right. So, okay, guys. Like I said a few seconds ago, uh, we were lucky enough to have Sergeant Curcio on for an interview. We um we asked him some questions about being a Marine. We asked him some questions about Toys for Tots. We laughed. We cried. It was amazing. We hugged. So uh, I hope you enjoy that. You're going to hear that next. So today we have Sergeant Curcio. Curcio, yes. Yeah, yes. Sar- you, you almost said Sergeant Backus. <laughs> I did because my, my notes still have Sergeant Backus. We have Sergeant Curcio here with Toys for Tots. Um, as most of you guys know, we're doing our Toys for Tots drive. We've been hammering it home over and over and over again. Get out and donate. Get some toys for kids for Christmas. He's on the phone to answer some questions for us. And uh, George? Um, so we'll go ahead and get started. Um, we submitted a bunch of questions. The first one, uh, we figured we'll let the people get to know you just a little bit. Um, how long have you been with the with the Marine Corps? I've been in the Marine Corps for seven and a half years now. Seven and a half years. First off, thank you uh, for your service. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, sir. First and foremost. Um, what made you decide to uh, to join the Marines? I initially went to school, to college for two years, and just wasn't working out too well. And I felt like I wanted a challenge, so I figured the Marine Corps would probably be the hardest challenge. And went to my recruiter, signed up, and about six months later, I was at Paris Island. You know, I was—I didn't submit that question to you, but I was mm-hmm. definitely curious on whether or not you were a Hollywood Marine or if you were actually a real, <laughs> a real Marine. I uh, sure am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now I know. <laughs> um, what's the best thing about being a Marine, in your opinion? Um, in my well. My experience with the Marines has been pretty awesome so far. I really can't complain. But for me, it's it's making a difference. I mean, I get to get involved with the community here. I traveled a lot, and to me, it's been like a whole eye-opening experience. Um, are you originally? Uh, so right now, I'm assuming you're stationed in Orlando, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Are you originally from uh, the Orlando area? No, I'm actually from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So if you could get stationed anywhere, and this is not on the list, but like I told you, I'll probably throw a few in there. What's your one place you would love to get stationed if you could just pick where you could get stationed at? I'd go back to my first duty station, and that was Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii. I was, I was waiting for you to say, I knew you were going to say Hawaii. I don't know why I just did. <laughs> yep. Oh. See, my follow-up was going to be, why would you pick that location? And then you said Hawaii, and we all know why you'd pick Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For, for all that delicious spam. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, move to be. Yep. All that good stuff. <laughs> um, if you could change anything about the Marines, what would it be? Or would you not change anything? Quite frankly, I probably wouldn't change anything. I mean, I can't complain about it at all. So you could get disciplined if you did. So we'll just let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Yeah, we, we're, we're not trying to get anybody in trouble here. <laughs> um, this kind of follows into the our next question. And Jason was going to ask it, but I'm totally stealing it from him. Uh, What's the worst MRE you've ever had to eat? My worst one was, the, they don't make it anymore, I think. The egg one, it was an egg omelet of some sort, a breakfast one. Oh, that one. Well, I had it once, and right. it was just terrible. It, like, it was all day long, it just ruined my inside. Have you ever had the uh, the pork chop? The pork chop you No, know, I like that one. I do. It's, I don't know what kind of meat it is. It's mystery meat, but it's pretty good. 
it, it must not be the same meat from when when I, <laughs> when I was in because I couldn't trade those things for anything. No, no, I think, I, I think the sergeant here is just more manly than you are. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> um, so, do you have a, a best or worst boot camp memory besides besides um, the MREs, obviously? So the best one I think I would say the funniest is uh, it was a hike, one of the longest hikes we had, and we had a kid who was kind of heavier set and he kept falling out of the hike falling out so finally one of the drill instructors just told him hey guess what you're going to be the ambulance now so grab that red light and grab that green light and you're going to run around the platoon going wee-oo 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 <laughs> and anyone that fell out they had to drag him around so i can relate to that guy because that was me in boot camp <laughs> <laughs> and, and he hasn't gotten skinnier since no i know I, so i'm six two when i graduated boot camp i was 190 I haven't seen one number okay. since I got out of the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, uh, some of the Toys for Tots questions here. Um, how long have okay. you been working with the uh, Toys for Tots program? This is my third and my last year, so I'll be PCSing here soon, leaving Orlando. You know where you're going, or? I don't, yeah. I'm trying to go to Quantico, Virginia, but I don't have a direct answer yet, or definite answer. Okay. Well, we uh, wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. With the toys donated to your branch, to your area, where are those toys? Where do those toys go? Do they stay local? Do they go national? Do you like divvy them up amongst like all the Toys for Tots locations, or do they basically stay so in this my, area? The warehouse that I have that I'm in charge of here, it stays in Osceola, Orange, and Seminole County, so just stays in the Central Florida area. That's great. That's that's one of the reasons why when we started this campaign, we made the decision to not just donate the money to the National Toys for Tots location. The national campaign. Right. We wanted to we wanted right. to get the money, we wanted to buy the toys and we wanted to keep them in the area. That's real important to us. Uh, we want we want the donations, local donations given out locally. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. Do you have an estimate like how many toys you guys hand out every year? I can tell you exactly. Last year we handed out over 135,000 toys. Holy oh. god, that's that's awesome. That's, that's <laughs> yep. A- it's an amazing amount of toys. Yeah, uh, it is. That is an impressive figure. <laughs> uh, do you have any toys that you've seen that, that you were amazed that it was donated or that, like, good and bad? Anything that made you go, wow, that's that's a great donation or really somebody donated that? So for me, it was probably last year. We had a guy come up to us and this is at the warehouse and he said, I have a toy donation. And most nine times out of ten, it's like a bag of toys, like Barbies and whatnot. And I asked him, I was like, yeah, just go around back and um, just drop it off and then by the bay door. And he's like, oh, do you mind if I just, I personally deliver to the back end and I want to see the warehouse. And I was just like, normally we don't allow this. But something about this guy, I was just like, you know what, I'll let it happen. And he told me, he goes, uh, do you mind giving me a hand bringing stuff in my car? So we go to his car and he had uh, grocery bags, the paper bags. He had three of them. And they were heavy. And at this point, they were, there was stuff on top of it, but I couldn't really see what was inside of it. So I collected all the bags, brought them inside, and uh, I asked him, do you want a receipt or anything for this? He goes, nope, thank you, and Merry Christmas. And it was about 30 iPads in there. And just a regular guy just donated all these iPads he bought. Wow. And I just, I, cu- I couldn't believe that. That was incredible. Yeah, that definitely make you say wow. <laughs> yeah. You said iPads, and George and I's eyes lit up. Yeah, like- we just, like, looked at each <laughs> other because... <laughs> yep. It's um, no receipt, no no name, nothing, huh? Just nope, nothing. Just random act of kindness. It's unbelievable. That's that's that, that's, that's impressive. Awesome. Very. Um, what's the most pressing need as far as like age groups and types of toys? 
Um, it was my initial question to George when we talked about going and buying the toys. Just wondering, mm-hmm. making our money go the furthest for what you you guys need the most. So what do you guys need that you don't it's often get? Teenagers are the hardest one for us. So from between 13 to 15, it's our area where we struggle because nowadays kids are they're more intelligent. They like more expensive things. So that's kind of like a hardest thing for us to collect. As a father of both a 13 and a 15 year old, mm-hmm. I can agree a hundred percent with that assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, if, if it's not putting you on the spot, what kind of things for a 13 to 15 year old? I mean, not, you know, non, if somebody wanted to donate a little bit of money and say, let's, yep. let's go buy something for a 13 or 15 year old, what kind of things would you suggest? So like, for example, I'll tell you that five below, they're really good about this stuff. They sell electronics, uh, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, and they're about $5. Things like that. I mean, they don't, the kids don't even know the price is only $5. All they're going to see is that it's a Bluetooth speaker or it's a headset or some sort of, some sort of electronic device. Something electronically. That's really the big thing what we like to give them. Okay. I see a lot of those coming in your future. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I like um, that. How does somebody uh, qualify or apply for the Toys for Tots program? So to qualify to get toys, A, you need to be first in the um, Orange Seminole Osceola County. And you have to show proof of that by providing a bill. And that bill has to be from that county. The second thing is you have to have the birth certificates for all of your children. And we do a cutoff at 15. So 15 is our cutoff at the oldest child we can supply toys for. We'll make an exception for a 16-year-old or 17-year-old if the uh, child is autistic maybe or has special needs okay and then the other last thing we need is um proof of government insurance of government assistance so that's like a WIC card food stamps medicaid something that shows that they're getting assistance from the government okay so it's only the the torch toss program is definitely then only for those that with the uh that are on government assistance you just can't be anybody exactly i don't want to buy my kids toys i'll t- try to take advantage of, of of the system or something like that exactly yep they can't beat the system Okay. So do you have a, a favorite Toys for Tots memories? I mean, not just receiving the gifts, but giving them back out, you know, giving them to, to the kids. Is there anything that kind of, anything that would make our audience's eyes tear up a little bit? <laughs> for me, I guess it would be, um, again, last year, it was a mom, it was a single mom, and she brought her son with her. And her son was maybe like, I think five or maybe six years old. And the only thing he wanted was a fishing pole. So... Fishing poles are, I mean, we have a few of them, but they're hard to come by. And we had one left, and it was from Bass Pro. And I gave that to him. And this kid, the kid was there, and the kid knew he was getting that toy that day. He just lit up like a Christmas tree. And it was just, it made me feel warm inside. It was a good feeling. And that's that's part of the reason why we're doing this is is with the platform to where we can reach out to people. And anybody who has a platform where they can reach out to somebody and do something good for the community or do something good for the kids around Christmas time. That's really what it's all about. Um, so that I, I truly, truly am very thankful for the Toys for Tots. Um, one of our very last questions, we got uh, two left on the list here, is uh, where can people donate toys to Toys for Tots? So the our address for the warehouse is 1242, so 12402 South Orange Blossom Trail. We're connected in the same plaza as the Guitar Center. So we're on the right-hand side. We don't have any signs or anything, unfortunately, because we couldn't reach our building fairly large, so we couldn't put anything up. But you'll see me out there. I'm out there every single day with Santa Claus out, out front. <laughs> so when we come in uh, in a week and a half, I'm getting a picture with Santa, huh? All right. Well, I'm not Santa, but I have a Santa Claus hat on. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, so, I, mis- yeah. I mistook you. <laughs> so that leads us to our last uh, like official question. 
Um, when Santa does come out, out to give toys, would you mind giving him a good word for us? I can do that. I think I can. <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. Not getting cold. I'm not no getting problem. cold this year. <laughs> um, so is, is there anything you'd like to say? I know we had some questions here for you and, and you were nice enough to sit and, and uh, deal with us. Deal with us. But uh, is there anything you want to say that we didn't cover? Anything you want to talk about with Toys for Tots? Or, no, I, no, I just want to say thank you again for supporting this, this cause. This is, this is great. I really appreciate it. Yeah. No, thank you for uh, taking the time to, to to come on the show for us and, and to answer the questions and this way we can get out to the listeners and, and maybe they can go out and help donate as well. Yep, we're, no problem. We're actually, we're really close to our goal now. I think we're only about $40 away from our goal of 750 We blew past our original goal of $500. Um, yeah, we, great. We, we're going to keep pushing. Even if we hit $750, we are going to keep asking for more. Um, we, we might, hopefully, fingers crossed, we might hit 1000 this year. If not, uh, this won't be the last year that we do one of these campaigns. So next year, at minimum, our goal is going to be at least $1,000. That's amazing. Thank you very so. much. Sergeant, we appreciate your uh, your time. And, uh, thank you. And again, thank you for, for doing the Toys for Tots. Thank you for your service. Yes. And uh, it, we'll see you out there uh, in what I December 11th, I think, is when we're going to drop everything off. Yeah, yeah, the 10th or 11th. I think it's the 11th. So we'll see you out there on are, the 11th. Are you guys going to – you guys are going to be out there on a Sunday? Yeah, we'll be out. We're out there every single day up until okay. December 25th. Okay. So we'll be there. Okay. Perfect. All right. Have a great night. Thank Have you. a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was our interview with Sergeant Curcio from the United States Marine Corps and Toys for Tots. Again, we would like to thank him for taking the time out of his very busy schedule to come on the show, hang out with Jason and I, answer a couple of questions. Um, hopefully, you guys have learned a little bit more about the Toys for Tots program. Hopefully, after listening to some of his stories um, and listening to how the reactions of kids are to something as simple as a fishing pole um, will motivate you to get out there to donate to uh, to us to drop an unwrapped toy in the box at your Walmart or your Publix or wherever you know you see one at whatever your your local chain store is in your in your area. Right, and that's important to remember too. We we want you to donate to ours because it makes us feel good that that ours is, that we're reaching we know enough it, people. Yeah, and it, it, we know it's going to help us in our local community, but don't short your local community either. Yeah, for sure. So, if you don't don- donate to us, if you don't share the link, that's fine as well, although we'd like you to do those things. No, you share the link. Drop <laughs> drop, drop a <laughs> Don't toy. listen to that man. He's had too much. He's had too much green tea today. Damn it! You share that link. Um, ev- you know, everywhere you go now, there's a bin for the toys for tots. Yep. There's there's uh, people standing outside your stores for for donations. Every store you go to now has toys. Seven Eleven has toys. Stop and buy a toy. Kid, these kids go to the dollar store. You don't you don't have to spend a whole lot on on toys. You can go to the dollar store. You can you can get you know two or three toys from the dollar store. That, you know, you can spend maybe 10 bucks on them total and, and you can throw those in the bin and, and they're going to go to somebody. They're, they're, they're going to, they may be something that you like would be uh, suspicious of like, really? Do I really want to, you know, that's kind of cheap. Listen, there's a kid out there who would love that toy. Absolutely. And and they will play the shit out of it. My son has pretty much any toy he wants. We spoil him. He is spoiled. His favorite toy, a box. Yep. I, I'm not saying go buy a box, but w- what I'm getting at is, 
you know, the the toy you look at is maybe a little bit cheaper. Those kids won't look at it that way. They'll look at it as a toy they didn't have yesterday. Yep. So, um, so that thank you again to the sergeant. Um, um thank and- you, thank you to sergeant. What's his name, Jason? Curcio. Curcio. There you go. Yeah. Thank you to Sergeant Curcio. Thank you to the United States Marine Corps. Uh, thank you to Toys for Tots. So. We wanted to stop here. George has a rant to give, so I am going to go ahead and mute my mic. Jason's not – no, you're not going to mute your mic. You're just going to sit back and relax. No, I'm going to mute my mic so I can take my sweet, sweet drink of my sweet, sweet green tea. <laughs> and George, go ahead and take it away. So I'm in a whole bunch of fantasy football leagues. I think I'm in about seven right now. And one of the ones that I am you know, extremely proud of is the Clock Dodgers slash OG Podcast League. Um, that is the league. Jason is staring at his can, making lots of noise. <laughs> that is the league with our co Toys for Tots, uh, uh, compadres, um, the OG podcast and the Clock Dodgers podcast. And I was the number one pick in that league. So what they did is it's a 32 team league. We have two 16 team divisions. One is the OD, OG division. One is the Clock Dodgers division. I was really wanted in the Clock Dodgers division, but to play head games with Neil, Mike chose me first overall in the OG League. And so I'm an OG. Well, I've had some troubles this season with my fantasy team, as has most people. Um, I started off with Russell Wilson getting banged up. I had Tyler Eifert, who was out. I lost Steve Smith. I lost Doug Martin. I lost Eddie Lacy. I lost a whole bunch of fucking people. But I stayed the course because I was winning. I was winning. I was beating the people that they put in front of me with a, with just the misfit island of fantasy football players. Today, I stand before you as a guy who is seven and five and I'm not making the fucking playoffs because they're only allowing six people to make six people from each side to make the playoffs. And they have decided that the person who is going to make the final seed, which would have been my seed, is going to go not by how many people you beat or how many wins you have, but by total fucking points scored for the year. So it doesn't matter if you have a winning record. It doesn't matter that you went out and beat the people in front of you. That is irrelevant. Whose decision is that? Uh, that was apparently the league's decision at the beginning of the year. That nobody knew about. Well, so who would have set that up? That would have been the two the two GMs from each side. Which are? Mike and Neil. Fuck you both. Fuck you both. I love you both, but fuck you both. Seriously, guys. You guys are Toys for Tots gods and getting donations. But how do you have somebody with a better record not in the playoffs? And it's not just me. So it, it wouldn't be an issue if the person going in had the same record as me and outscored me by points, that's fine. But there's, on the OG side, I'm getting ousted by a 6-6 six and six team. And on the Clock Dodgers side, there's two teams that are 7-5 and five that are getting bumped out of the playoffs for another 6-6 six and six team. You know why I like this, though? Why? Because it makes you the 11-5 and five Miami Dolphins from a few years ago that didn't make the playoffs. <sighs> Listen, it's you've got to go by record. It, it's not the NFL. You, you, it's not my fault. I beat the teams that were in front of me. Okay. I didn't play the same schedule as somebody else. I played the teams that I was assigned to play and I beat seven of them. Somebody else 
played the schedule they had to play, and they only won six of them. If if the seven is better than six. If the wins don't matter, why have matchups every week at all? Like, so why not go by points? The the argument was the wins matter for the first five seeds, and then the sixth seed is arbitrarily going to be assigned by whoever has the highest score. Well, that's, despite record. That's not true, because on the other side, five and six got decided the wrong way. No, on the other side, the the, the two seven and five teams, only one of them was going to make the six seed. Okay. But it would have been to it would have gone to the one with the highest amount of points scored, because in any fucking standard fantasy football league, it always goes record first, and then after record, if you have the same record, the tiebreaker is points scored. If you have the same amount of points scored, it goes head to head. After head to head, I, I've never seen it get past points scored, but I don't know where you would go next. So I don't think we're going to stay on this too long. No, we're most not. People can get bored. I'm, I'm, I'm let, steamed. Let me say this. So you know, especially what, when I have a perfectly reasonable way to fix this. Well, take it from six people making the playoffs to eight. So you have eight from each side. That means. All your seven and five teams will make the playoffs. But you see, that will also mean the six and six teams that were getting arbitrarily just given a playoffs position because they scored a lot of points, they will make the playoffs as well. And then it doesn't even change the format of the playoffs because you're still playing the same amount of fucking rounds. So here's the deal. That's way too in the weeds. We're not a fantasy football league show. No, what, we're what not. What I will but- say. But Listen, will, you said I could rant, and God damn it, I'm ranting. What I will say is, that just means now we have our first inner podcast fight going. Yeah, we kind of do. Our three listeners versus, I don't even know how many listeners you have. You could have two. You could have one. I don't know. Listen, I've been, I've been, Jason, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. Okay, go ahead. So, I, I've kind of been keeping a secret from you. Okay, yeah. You don't have any listeners. The people don't like you. They only listen for me. That's okay. No, but nobody told me that. But that's just the way I feel. That's okay. Okay. That's, I, well, <laughs> listen, I'm on the show. I'm riding the coattails. I'm riding the coattails of that sweet, sweet podcast money. Yeah. Um, sweet, sweet podcast money. There when you need us. There when you need us. Um, no. So yeah, we have. So we first we have our first rivalry. That's that's that that's that's what's grinding my gears. But here's what I have to say. You guys both run fantasy podcasts. Fantasy football podcast. You guys both have them, right? They're both. They're both. Yeah. Correct. Fucking get it together, guys. Yeah. We're not a fantasy fo- uh, fantasy they're, football they're- podcast. We know how to get people into playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Look, what can I say? I don't know. I spent all fucking morning arguing over it. It's been bothering me all day. Now it's done with. I've said my piece. Mike, I love you. Neil, I love you. Let's move on to some stupid questions from some very smart people. All right, so or our, was it stupid questions from smart people, smart people so, asking stupid questions? I don't know. Anyway, let's go. So our first question is, who's it from? No, our first question here it doesn't say it's um how long have you been a marine, Jason? What? That is not on the list I gave you, but I will be more than happy to answer it. I've been a marine since 1999. Ah, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is just not right. Oh man. Okay, so no. I had to. Give I went jo- to boot camp two I days d- before my birthday. Have I, you know? I have to give George a little more shit about giving our, our during uh, during the the Titans. Uh, I think it was the Titans Rams Super Bowl. Titans tennis. Yeah, I think it was that one. I was in boot camp. I didn't get to watch it. I've still never seen that Super Bowl. It wasn't very good. Don't worry. No, about I heard it was like the, the the last play of the game was a stop on the three yard line. You heard that from Castaway. 
I did, but I also heard it from other places as well. Okay. I've still never seen that football game. So we'll get in our, after I give George a little more shit about giving the wrong questions, the Marine, thank you, Sergeant Backus, for being nope, uh, cool wrong. about it. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> Sergeant Wrong. Backus couldn't make it. Sergeant going to make it, so we had Sergeant uh, Curcio fill in. All right. Anyway, so um, our actual first question is from Banderwalkie. So, well, hold on, Jason. So we got these questions from the Fantasy Life app. If you're not on the Fantasy Life app and you're listening to this, A, congratulations for stumbling upon our podcast. B, download, subscribe, and give us a wonderful, glowing five-star review. Extremely important right now. Uh, third, join the Fantasy Life app. It's free. You don't you don't have to go on there for football advice. You can go on there and get any type of advice you want: dating advice, cooking advice, childcare advice. Oh, I gave George what to wear if you, advice. If you, if you want to hear something good, fashion advice. You can get all types of advice. If you want to hear some real good advice, go back a couple podcasts where I gave George some advice on how to talk to a son. Yes, yes, that was great advice that was ignored. So, and you can also send us if you decide not to join the app, which I don't know why you would, why would you would make that decision. But if you decide not to for whatever reason, you can still reach out to us at bftgpodcast at gmail dot com. Ask us your questions, tell us what you think. If we, uh, if you want to hear something you don't hear normally from us, we sell out. We we have no shame. I have zero shame whatsoever. So, again. Uh, reach out to us, give us some questions, and these questions came to us from the Fantasy Life app, and our first question is from Banderwalkie. Over under, how many tier on how many tears will be shed while watching Rogue One? I could tell you this now, it's gonna be less than what's in the title of the movie. Me too. Uh, I don't cry at movies, George doesn't cry at movies. I don't cry at all. Uh, the, the only feels I will get from this movie at all is when the, the credit scene starts and you hear that, um, the yeah. intro? Yeah, the intro. Yeah. And the words start scrolling. I get like, I get tingly. Just going to the movies and little, seeing that. Little goosey bumps. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jason's our sci-fi, a residential sci-fi nerd. Um, I've watched all the Star Wars. I don't really like make a big deal out of it. I'm not obsessed with it or anything like that. So, I mean, I'll probably watch Rogue One, but like, it, it'll just be another movie I've seen. You know what'll yeah, make that's... me, you know what'll make me cry? What's that? If they put some Gungans in there. Some I don't, Jar Jar. I was, I was saying, I don't even know what those a are. Bit of, a little <laughs> bit of Jar Jar. I'll tell you what made me cry. We were watching Return of the Jedi the other day, and at the end, they added a bunch of CGI sections of celebration at the end of the movie. So they took the original movie, and they shit all over it right at the end, and they had Gungans celebrating off in the distance, and I saw them, and it made me hate that movie, and I loved that movie. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah okay. I haven't seen it in years. All right, so we're going to the next question. Next question is from a gentleman by the name of At Winning. Wow, winning. And it's actually a, a question I rather and am glad he asked. Uh, what player in the NFL would you like to see on another team and why? And we we actually talked about this one ahead of time and for wildly different reasons. And to- it was honestly, it was total coincidence. We both picked the same player and the same team, <laughs> which is 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 absolutely amazing. <laughs> so we both picked Tom Brady on the Cleveland Browns, and George picked that because he's a Dolphin fan. And I can't stand Tom Brady, and I want him to be miserable. I want him to be just like uh, the linebacker that they traded to the Browns. Go to bed, you're seven and one. You wake up, you're zero and eight, and now zero and what twelve. Yep. Headed towards 0-16. They're 0-12. 
And they can't lose this week. They're on a bye. Bye bye winning. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. No, so, but my reasoning is a little bit different. My premise for Tom Brady has always been he was a six round draft pick. Had he been picked in the sixth round by the Browns, we never would have known his name. Yep. The Browns, um, the Bills, probably the Bucks. The Bucks. Lots of teams. The Dolphins. Had he not hooked up and matured under Bill um, Belichick. Bill Belichick. He probably would have been either thrown out there too early or never even had a chance to play. Yep. He'd be an announcer on, like, Michigan's radio network. I was just trying to think of... He'd be right there next to Jesse Palmer. Yeah, and he'd never have that sweet, sweet ass he gets every night. Nope. He so, would not. So, our answer to that question is definitely Tom Brady and the Browns, but we have totally different reasons why. Jason thinks he would just be, you know... An, a, 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 an aged quarterback on a really bad team. When we discussed it earlier, Jason said he thinks he could get Brady alone on that team could get them to eight and eight, which is amazing for the Browns. I mean, that's eight wins they don't have this year. But yep, you know, I just want to see him miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying. I just want to see him miserable. Okay, and, and and going to Cleveland and going to Ohio, there's nothing more miserable. Trust me, I have family who lives there. They hate it. Next question is from me. Uh, I submitted one. It says, Prophet doesn't drink beer, he doesn't drink coffee, and he doesn't eat bacon. Is he a terrorist? No, we talked about this last week. He's a Mormon. Oh, that's right. He's Mormon. Magic okay. underwear. Rubbing the genie, buddy. Just rubbing that genie. I completely, completely forgot all about that conversation. Not the, the Mormon part. The whole rubbing the underwear and genies popping up and whatnot. I forgot all about that. Well, just bringing it back up for you. <sighs> Gee, thank He's- you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. So, at Ricky M wants to know, how much do I beat Geo by in the SHA League? That's Southern Hospitality League. This weekend. And will he fulfill his dreams, his fantasies of being six and seven? That's a really low bar to set for yourself as your dream, Ricky M. You should see his team. It's terrible. But he he did say he was going to hinge his um, review of our podcast on this question. He absolutely did. So um, what I will say is you are going to crush him by 100. He's going to beat me. He's going to beat me like I am Adrian Peterson's son. Adrian Peterson, whip. You're going to beat Adrian Peterson? He's gonna, he's gonna, I don't understand why you're going to beat. He's going to beat me. How do you know Adrian Peterson's like son? Like, I'm Adrian Peterson's son. Oh, that's better. That's what I said. I thought you said, like, you were Adrian Peterson's son. I said he's going to beat me like I am Adrian Peterson's son. Why would he beat Adrian Peterson's son? I don't understand. Adrian it. Peterson beat his son there, with the with the, with the the stitch. You didn't do that any right. Okay. So we're we're gonna cut all that out by the way. No, 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 that's gonna stay in. Yeah, we're too we're too lazy. That's just gonna stay. So in. At, you're gonna whoop my ass, Ricky. I hope you're fucking happy, you dickhead. Speaking of beating a son, at Jetty asks, "Are you my dad?" So first question is, are you talking to George or me or both? Listen, I know for a fact I can't be his dad. Why? I've never traveled to Canada, and I've never gone to a ma- a male cheerleading competition before. I've never done either one of those either, although... There was it, that one time, Jason. There was. It, if his mom was hot... I mean, you were you were there. She was there. Hey, you, it, you, you told me this earlier. At Jetty, send me a picture of your mom. I'll tell you if I, <laughs> I'll tell you if I remember it or not. <laughs> we did get a picture this week, so... Yes, we did. We'll take another was, one. No, no shit. Seriously, somebody sent us a picture. So send it, was, us, it was awesome. So, at Jetty, send me a picture and we'll... Uh, I'll let you know if I am or not. I'm I'm thinking you are. <laughs> it, I could be. Are you fat and balding? 
he's he's well he's middle aged. You weren't fat and balding when you were younger. I was balding. I wasn't fat. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's close. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the next name, so I'll let you do it. Jay Fanoof. Fanoof. Uh, I'm probably butchering that, but anyway. Uh, would you rather start Thomas Rawls at running back for your fantasy playoffs or live your life alone without love? Jason, this one's all you, buddy. This is all you. You're uh, the romantic one. I am. But Thomas Rawls is so bad. He is. He is so bad. I'm going loveless. Really? I no. I'd start. I start Thomas Rawls this week. That's what I thought. You know, your wife's listening. She is listening. I would go Thomas Rawls <laughs> and live with my beautiful, wonderful, amazing. Hey, Karen. You guys need milk. Uh, no, I bought milk yesterday. <laughs> Although my son goes through a gallon of it in every every two days, so by the time this podcast released, we probably need milk. That's why I was telling her she needs milk. All right, so that question, uh, Thomas Rawls, love is love lifts you up where you belong. Yes. Uh, at, where, where eagles fly on a mountain high. Are you done? Love makes us act like we are. So the next question is from uh, at Michael Clifford. Uh, he wants to know if Sammy Watkins is trustworthy. So there's two ways to take this. The first one, I didn't do a background check on the guy. I haven't either. I don't know if he's been convicted of anything. Uh, I don't know either. Uh, so, so I wouldn't trust him with like, I wouldn't let him babysit. I wouldn't let him, like, I wouldn't give him my wallet or my car keys, but just like, Hey Sammy, can you hold this for me? And then there's the other portion of this. Is he trustworthy in fantasy football? And to that, I would say yes. Fuck no. I would say yes. He's already gotten his injury out of the way this year. He might get a, <laughs> he might get a head start on next year. He might, he might go, so, he, he might go, you know what? I got all off season. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a jump on next year. So, so I have Samuel Watkins in one league. Um, I I picked him up off waivers. Did you after, say Samuel L. Watkins. I said Sammy Watkins in one league. I I picked him up off the waivers. He is my RB. Or excuse me, he's my wide receiver three. I'm fairly confident with flexing him in that league when I have Antonio Brown and Julio Jones starting ahead of him. So you I better start Tyrell Williams. Oh, I'm going to start Tyrell Williams the rest of the year. So Watkins is on the bench. It, no, it you just depends. You don't trust. First of all, you don't trust Sammy Watkins because you don't trust Tyrod Taylor. Second of all, you don't trust Sammy Watkins because he could sprain his pinky toe. Jason, claim. What did you tell me last year? Yeah. Start your studs. Sammy he's Watkins, when healthy, is a, a stud. Not a stud. When he's healthy, he's a stud. Not. He is not a stud. He he's, wa- if he's healthy. He's a stud. The problem is he's never healthy. Who are they going to throw the ball to in that team? Nobody. Exactly, especially because he's going to be hurt. They're going to throw it to Sammy. Baby I would say he's trustworthy as a flex. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put him as my number one or number two wide receiver, but as a flex. And the only reason I would consider him in the flex is because of his injury history. I couldn't move him up any higher. He's listen, trustworthy as a flex to me. Listen, you, if you guys are going to listen to George, remember, he's not even in the playoffs. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> How certain are you that Sandy will be able to finish the season without needing another surgery on that foot, as you said? I'm not certain, you know. Like I said, last I heard, the guy has a broken bone in his foot, and I'm just thankful to have him for any any time he can give us. All right. So the next question is from maybe my son. Send me a picture. We, we think he's Jason's son. At Jetty. Is at Profit a shit eater? We already discussed this. No, he's Mormon. He's Mormon. I don't think Mormons eat shit. I mean, I can look up and, and, and find out in the Book of Mormon if they do eat shit, but I don't 
think they do. I I, I think it's he's just Mormon. He's got weird traditions. That's all. There uh there may be uh, chemicals in there, so he definitely won't do it. This is true. So at Debt Lions, Debt Lions. Yep, Debt Lions. Detroit, Detroit Lions. Debt Lions. What's creepier, me? What Geo? Which is me? Or the doll that he shared? He saw on Thanksgiving at his uh, at your in laws. My aunt's house. Your aunt's house. Your wife's yes. aunt's house, right? Y- yes. So, um, the it doll's is. creepy. The doll is fucking that doll, and it's weird because it's a nice picture of a nice vase, and it's got a nice set of flowers in it. But that fucking doll, dude, is fucking creepy. The picture he took next to the doll. I, I don't know about creepy. Maybe just fugly. I'm fugly. I, listen, I've got the face for radio. I'm telling you. You're fugly, but not like that face made it even like even on the radio. The radio wave said, no, too bad. No, can't, can't, it's 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 the it. doll, dude. That doll creeps the shit out of me. It really does. It gives me the creeps. Um. So it burns asks which. First in- off, he needs to go see a doctor right away. It should not be burning. If it burns, you need to go see a doctor, get a prescription. Maybe it's just friction burn. Trust me, I've known him long enough to know that's not it. His original name was It, it Burns When I Pee. Uh, okay. But then he cut off When I Pee. Oof. Yeah, brutal. So, the, he asks, for the first NFL head coach fired this year will be... And I said it's going to be Marvin Lewis. Actually, at first you went, uh, it's that guy... Uh, it's the, the guy from the Bengals. The Bengals guy, yeah. I couldn't remember his name, but it was Mar- it's Marvin Lewis. That's who I was talking about. I, I think it's going to be Marvin Lewis. He's going to be the first one to get the axe. I'm I'm going John Fox with the Bears. I am going John Fox, but I think they'll. I mean, they're going to be fired within days of each other. Yeah, I mean they they might not be fired in season, but it's almost a guarantee they'll both be gone come uh come the off season. And you know what's even more fucked up about that? Jeff Fisher will still have a job, and he'll still be coaching the Rams come the first game of the season next year. Yeah, that is bad. The most. The soon to be the most losingest coach in NFL history. That is correct. He's he's he. If he doesn't get there this year, he's a lock next year. I think they have seven losses. He's two games away. They'll probably get it this year. He'll probably get it. Congratulations, I mean, Jeff Fisher. Congratulations, Coach. You're uh, fucking amazing. So Smurf won. This- See, that's a smart dude right there. Yeah, Smurf won. Oh, got, got it. it. Got it. <laughs> I wonder if he started at 10, though. So no, he started Smurf, at 1. Did you start at 1 and just work your way from Smurf there? Smurf 10. Fuck. Taken. No, okay. So Smurf 1 asked me my favorite question of this batch. Who would win in a fight? A great white shark or a silverback gorilla? Now, we have to assume that magically they can fight on equal footing. Now, fuck that. Here we go. We're going to say they're going to fight in water, but where the gorilla can stand up. Man, I'm still going to say it's the fucking gorilla. I'm going gorilla. Here's what here's what I think. You can train a gorilla to get some scuba gear on and a spear, and and with them opposable thumbs, shit's all over. So, a great white shark has a big mouth and teeth. I'll give you that. Bigger than the gorilla. You know what the gorilla has that the great white doesn't? Hands and feet. And a brain. It's not like a pea size, right? Yes. Yes. So, I'm going to the guy who can punch and kick, or in this case, the animal that can punch and kick. Well, and like, we can punch and kick as humans, and we get eaten by sharks all the time, but we're not fucking big-ass... Silverback gorillas. Right. So, right. I'm, so I'm, I'm, and, and again, normally if we get tore up by like a great white shark, it's not, you know, knee-deep, waist-deep water at the beach. 
It's normally you're under fucking water. You're in their neighborhood. You're sitting on their block, hanging out on their street. Gorillas went in by a landslide. Yeah, it's not even close. Uh, next one comes from a gentleman by the name of, uh, what, 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 sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Is at profit? I think that says he misspells it. I don't know. Uh, he wants to know if Jetty has any friends. I don't know if he has friends, but he might have found his dad. Yeah, that's listen. We gotta keep the, we're gonna keep it positive tonight. No more negativity, Jetty. You may not have any friends, but you might have a dad. The next question's from <laughs> Michael Clifford. <laughs> Who's the cooler punter, Marquette King from the Raiders, or Pat McAfee from the Colts? Jason, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. The answer is simple. Neither punter is cool. They're fucking punters. So. I'm going to go, and I'm actually going to answer the question, and anybody who does the Conor McGregor strut. Yeah, that's true. I mean, after after a play like that where he nearly throws a fucking touchdown, come on, dude. A fucking national TV, Thanksgiving day, or night, excuse me, and uh, he's strutting around like Conor McGregor. That is the man. <laughs> I'm saying Pat McAfee. You'd be wrong. They're both punters. Well, they're, they're punters. They both suck. Let's, I mean, yeah. But if I had to pick one which was cooler, I'm going with the guy who's strutting around like uh, Conor McGregor after throwing a nice pass like that in a primetime game. Fuck you, Paul Ryan. Fifteen uh, asks. He- <laughs> could RG three? I'm gonna from now on. It's fuck you, Paul Ryan. Fifteen asks. Could RG three be successful behind the Dallas Cowboys offensive line? No, no, no. Yes. No. Yes, he could. No, you know why? Why? They don't dink and dunk. It, it, think about the team. RG. Think about RG3 on the Cowboys. First, he's got a line that will protect him. Okay? It doesn't matter. He's got Zeke Elliott back there, so there's no pressure on him, because all you got to do is turn around and hand the ball off to Zeke. Then you look at his receivers. You got Cole Beasley, who is a phenomenal slot receiver. He's turned into something really good this year. You've got a superstar. A legitimate superstar wide receiver in Des Bryant. You've got a veteran, very reliable tight end and a leader on the offense in Jason Wynn. And you got a talented, but not very good Terrence Williams. I think on that offense, behind that offensive line, even somebody like RG3 could be successful. Now, am I saying, am I saying he's going to be like, Tom Brady or, you know, Aaron Rodgers or something like that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to be an elite quarterback, but I'm saying he could lead that team to the playoffs year in, year out. Let me paint you a picture. Paint a picture for me. Dallas Cowboys take the field on offense. Oops, RG3 fell and got hurt. No, no, I thought about that, but no. (laughs) Offense takes the field. RG3 drops back. Feels a slight breeze, thinks it's pressure, rolls out. Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Jason Witten, wide the fuck open. RG3 tucks it and runs. Won't happen. First tackle, injured. Won't happen. Absolutely would happen. Nope. There was there were so many times, there were so many times, and, and I didn't watch him in Cleveland because who the fuck watches Cleveland? Nobody watches him in Cleveland. Nobody There were so many times for the Redskins where he'd break the pocket, pocket there were guys wide the fuck open. 
and he'd take off for five or ten yards, and the announcers, the announcers would go crazy. Look, he got ten yards. What they didn't point out is that a receiver was fucking thirty yards down the field, wide open with nobody around him, and he didn't look downfield. He decided to take ten yards, and that happens enough that very soon he becomes RG three in the wheelchair. Can I ask you a couple questions? Go. Who has the better offensive line, Washington's rookie year or Dallas Cowboys right now? That's nope, nope, immaterial. Nope, no, it's not. Nope, because the reason why he was he was running is because he didn't trust his offensive line. He wouldn't trust this offensive line. No, he absolutely would trust this offensive line. It's the best in the league. He wouldn't. And listen, that offensive line makes that entire offense. I agree. That they, 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 that they could put just about anybody back there that's competent, but and gonna, they could be successful. I'm going to go ahead and move on from that because I think we spent we, way we, too we much talked time way too much time about the Cowboys. About RG3 and the Cowboys. Would you rather take a full speed sack from Cam Chancellor or get trucked by Rob Gronkowski with a full head of steam? And this com- question was submitted by Dembones. So first of all, I can answer for George. Anytime there's sack involved, he will take it. Hey, now. <laughs> that is not true. Boom, got it, him, guys. I, I honestly, so I, I'm not a Patriot fan at all, but I'll be the first one to tell you Rob Gronkowski is my favorite player in the NFL. I love the way that dude plays. He plays hard. He plays reckless. Yes, he, he gets hurt quite a bit. I get that. But I just love the, the style of play that he plays with. He's always having fun. I would get trucked by Rob Gronkowski any day. I completely agree. And the reason I would like to get trucked by Rob Gronkowski is because I feel like when I end up in the hospital, he'd like come visit and play some Xbox with me. Exactly. And maybe he'd even have a couple beers with you afterwards. I mean, you just never know with that dude. Yep. I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm not getting crushed by Cam Chancellor. That, 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 that shit is not happening. No, he will take, you will take his sack though. No, sir. Uh, next question is also from Dem Bones. Um, do you think moving the extra point back has helped or hurt the NFL thus far? I think it's helped. I enjoy it. I think I listen, I think it's helped as well. I like seeing people chase the two points because it's easier and you have a bad kicker. Um I hated nine. You're just saying bad kickers because Tampa's got a bad kicker. Bad kicker. Um I like that we no longer have a play in football that's ninety nine percent um a ninety nine percent sure thing. It's only 94 now. It's less, I think. 94. Yeah, even, even I lo- so. I lo- Actually, I looked this up earlier. It's 94. Even so, I, I still... I, it's not 99. No. Uh, it's it's fun to watch them doink them off. <laughs> it really is, too. <laughs> Unless You've it's got Tampa. One, you, well, in Tampa, you get kind of used to it. it. But it's just one of those things where it's funny to sit there watching a game and... Is a team that you have no rooting interest in whatsoever, and their kicker doinks it off the side, uh, the pylon, or not the pylon, the uh, the, goal, the goal, post. goal post. That shit's just funny. I don't care who you are. It's good. It, it it makes there be more football plays too. I like I like to see a two point conversion. It attempt. adds a lot more strategy, definitely. Yeah. So I think it's helped. I think it's one of the few things the NFL's changed recently that's been for the best. Yep, I agree. Uh, next one. Next question is submitted from at. Not that Kevin Hart. Apparently, he's not the short, funny guy. He's a different Kevin Hart. Uh, was Bruce Arena the right choice for USA Soccer? Go ahead, Jason. USA still plays soccer? <laughs> exactly. Yes, USA still plays soccer. I'm going to say yes. Bruce Arena was the the right choice because it's who we picked and that's all we got. Yeah, I, you, I have did, no idea. Unfortunately, neither one of us are huge soccer fans. Um, we're not going to get you uh, very in-depth on this question. They picked him. 
It's for USA Soccer. We support America. So, yes, absolutely. That was the right choice. God bless America. God bless America. Joy, or Jojo TYL 21. You did it last week. Don't do it again this week. 22. Nope. Nope. 21 was available. Okay. So, should I tell my friend that I slept with his ex? They have been broken up for a while, and he has a new girlfriend. So, Jason, please. Go right ahead. Well, so I, I, we dove right into this because uh, we did get a picture. Yeah, this is the one that we were talking about earlier. We actually got a picture. Not a good one, though. I I was hoping for less clothes in the picture, not from you, JoJo. Jason um, was just hoping she was naked. He 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 wanted he wanted some nudes. I did, but we didn't get any. That's okay. Uh, we did ask a couple more follow up questions. They didn't sleep together while he was while she was with his friend. Um. So that that kind of helps a little bit. Uh, there was some some tension while they were dating. So I might say that JoJo broke him up, but you know that might not be fair. Uh, I actually stopped and talked to my wife about this. I said, "What do you think, honey?" And she said, "Was it a is it a one time thing? If you only slept with her once and like she moved away and you never did it again, yeah, you know, don't tell him." Fuck it. Yeah, I wouldn't tell him if that's the those are the circumstances. I wouldn't say no. If you're gonna if you're looking to date her or be with her more often, yeah, I'd probably mention it. I mean, you know, really, it boils down to: Do you I, think he really cares? So, at this I, point, he has a new girlfriend. Do you think he cares? So he might. You don't really know. Um, the way I would approach it is kind of kind of like what what uh, your wife said. If you're planning on making this a long lasting relationship. Yeah, you you need to tell him. You don't need to tell him that that you slept together, but you need to let him know that you guys are kind of talking and that you know there might be something there. Um, don't be the guy that you know does it behind his back. Don't don't screw your buddy like that. Yeah, definitely don't screw your buddy. Screw this girl. Exactly. So uh, that's the answer for that one. It, you know, if you're if you're gonna make it a thing, yes, say it. If you're not, send us some pictures. <laughs> The next question comes from AJ Express, and this one was super easy. It was fuck, Mary kill. Hillary Clinton, Fidel Castro, and at Prophet. George, I will let you go first. Okay. So I'm going to fuck Hillary Clinton. Yep. Um, She's a female. Yep. I am going to marry Castro because he's dead. Okay. So therefore, we're already divorced. And Prophet, dude, I told you, man, I love you, but you're fucking dead. He takes this fantasy football stuff seriously. You fucked him out of the playoffs. He's killing your ass. Actually, Profit didn't have nothing to do with it. I know. Um, but he's still a dead man. So I, I went... That's what he gets for being Mormon. I went completely different. Uh, well, not completely different. I mean, I, I fucked Hillary Clinton. She's a female. I killed Fidel Castro because he's already dead. What are you going to... I mean, maybe, I, maybe this question came out before he died and I went ahead and took care of it. I don't think so. It was asked to me last night. Oh. <laughs> Why are you blowing up my spot? I want to pretend to be a super spy. No, listen, you're not. Listen, first off, nobody thinks you're a super spy, okay? Nobody. In my dreams. You have goals and aspirations now. Well, six and seven is not my dream no. super spy. No, that, that that's only Ricky's uh, dreams so, to be six and seven. And then I would met, marry at Profit. You know why? Access to a good studio. Um, sweet, sweet podcast money coming in from him. I feel like I could be a stay-at-home mom. Wow. I'm just going to sit back and let you guys have a moment. Thank you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, oh, so Gio boy. asked another one of his own questions. I think that's 
out of bounds on a podcast. Nope, nope. Asking your own questions and the question and answers. Who is the NFL MVP this year? I'm going to say Cliff Averill. I'm not going to say Cliff Averill. I am. I'm going to say Zeke Elliott. I'm going to say Cliff Averill. Okay. And here's why. Because if he didn't hurt Tony Romo, Tony Romo would be there all season long and he'd be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Thus, Dak Prescott would have no chance at being the NFL MVP this year because he would have been riding the pint behind Romo until Romo got hurt in about week four or five. So, by process of elimination, Cliff Averill is going to be the NFL MVP, is my personal NFL MVP. I am taking Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. Nah. You got to take the quarterback. No. Yep. He's the, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the one that makes the offense go. He's the one who handles the ball more times than anybody else on the team. It's got to be the quarterback. So he I, has the most pressure on him. It's the quarterback. In the regular season, currently, Zeke has 1,200 rushing yards. And how many passing yards does that have? I have no idea. Oh. I would look it up, but I'm I'm lazy and bad at podcasting. Wait, this can't be right. Oh, 11. So, 11 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. Mm-hmm. 11.99, to be fair. So, how many games we got left, George? Uh, we're going into week 13, so there's four weeks left. Four games. So... So he's looking at sixteen, seventeen hundred yards ish, and that's that's absolutely phenomenal. I, I mean, there's no other way to put that other than phenomenal. But you've got to go with the rookie quarterback. The quarterback is always going to take precedence over the running back, no matter how good the running back is. It's the quarterback is there as well. Here's what I'm reading. Ezekiel Elliott is closing in on Eric Dickerson's NFL rushing record. So, one question. How many rushing touchdowns did did Zeke Elliott have? 11. Okay. The quarterback has five. He also has 18 passing touchdowns. He only has two interceptions. No. He has 28-35 passing yards. So, Dickerson's rushing record for a rookie was 1,800 yards. I don't think he's going to make it there. He won't. He won't make it there. He's he will push it though. He's we just said sixteen, seventeen hundred yards. I think he gets closer to fifteen hundred. What's he at now? Twelve, four games, hundred yards a game's easy. Nah, he's not going to get a hundred yards in each of the next four games. He'll be right around fifteen fifty, is what I think. Fifteen fifty, fifteen sixty. I'd say sixteen fifty, but okay. So he's coming close to the rookie rushing record, which from Eric Dickerson, that's a big deal. The only rooker, the only. Rookie to eclipse 1,600 yards was a six-round pick for the Washington Redskins, which is Alfred Morris. Okay. And was Alfred Morris MVP that year? No. No, but that team wasn't as good as they as – uh, They made the playoffs. That was yeah, RG3. They, that was RG3's rookie year. Yeah, but they weren't Dallas good. No, they weren't, but still. Listen, it's going to be it's gonna be Dak Prescott, okay? He's the he, MVP. He's, 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 yeah, yes, he'll be the MVP. By the end of the season, he's going to have over 3,500 passing yards. He'll probably have – Roughly right around 25, 26 passing touchdowns. He'll probably have three, maybe four interceptions. I'm leaning more towards three because the man just does not turn the ball over. He's probably going to have closer to about 300 rushing yards. And he's probably going to have about seven rushing touchdowns. Seven to eight rushing touchdowns. Taking Zeke. I'll take Dak. And and because I'm taking Zach, Dak, that is why Cliff Averill is actually my MVP this year. 
So it, it goes right into the next question, George. Go ahead, Jason. Next year, Tony Roma will play four. Um, you know, I, there's a couple teams I really wouldn't mind seeing him on. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the te- uh, the Texans. Okay. And I wouldn't mind seeing him in Denver. Denver's a. Den- I don't think he'll go if he goes to any team of those two. I think it'd be it would be the Texans. I so he could so. I, well he could stay in state. The problem with. The problem with the Texans is they just paid Brock a bunch of money, and I don't think they have a get-out-of-jail-free clause on him for yeah, next year. No, I don't know if they do or not. So the money you have to play, pay Romo and the money you're going to be paying Osweiler is going to be prohibitive for them. So if- How awesome would it be, and this is just out of the box thinking, excuse me, um, Romo to Jacksonville. That'd be good for them for that, a year that, or two. That would be great for the Jaguars. I was draft s- draft a rookie quarterback, sign Romo in the offseason, let the rookie sit for a year or two behind Tony Romo. I was going to say he could warm the bench behind Brady in Cleveland. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> so everybody's thinking, oh, Tony could go to Cleveland, but God, have you seen their offensive line? They get quarterbacks killed, and Tony's already broken. Yeah, no, that's just that's just. Bad, bad. That's just an accident waiting to happen. Yes, that's an injury. Listen, for uh, Tony Romo better have damn good health insurance if he goes to Cleveland. All right, so the next question from Steelers0197. Dude, if I have to do this whole one, <laughs> Steelers0001. No, 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 you don't have to. We, we, listen, we're trying to keep it under an hour. We're probably going to go over this week, but we're trying to keep it right around an for hour. For sure, we're going over. That's fine. Is we it okay? A, we had an amazing interview, so we're allowed to go over. Is it okay to throw a game to keep a better team out of the fantasy playoffs? Yes. No. Yes, it is. It is no. absolutely okay. I support this 100%. The, the reason why you play is to win the game. You play to win the game. And what game are you trying to win? Ultimately, it's the championship. Why do you make trades that you want to win to improve your team, to improve your odds of winning? That's why you do it. Why do you pick up players off the waiver wire to block other people so they can't pick them up and to improve your team and to improve your odds of winning? If you can start a not optimal lineup or a less than, you know, a a lesser lineup, listen, you got to start a player in every position. I'm not saying just don't start, you know, no quarterback this week, no running backs and wide receivers. You're benching your whole team. No, you don't do that. But if you can start lesser players and in the long run, that gives you a better chance and better odds to win the championship, you absolutely do it. And while you're doing it, you call the person you are cock blocking and say, bitch, you ain't making it in because I am fucking throwing this game just so you can't because that makes me a great fantasy football player and it's going to give me better odds to win in the end. Wrong. No. So here's my view on it. You play to win the game. And the game you are trying to win is the last one of the season. You play the game. And if you can get lesser competition in that game, you do what you need to do to get lesser competition. Let me ask you, George. Last year, last year when we played, who was the better team, me or you? Me. Who won? You. Why? Because I made a poor coaching decision. And my team had a good week. Mm-hmm. My team had a really good run through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people looked at the schedule and saw my team and said, "That's a team I can beat. Let's put him in the playoffs." Hey, Jason. Yo. 
who who was saying you had the best team in the league last year from about week three all the way through? But did I have the best team? Who said you didn't answer the question? Who said you, you had the best team in our league last year? You did, but I did because you did. But but not during the playoffs. No, it, you had the best I team barely, all the way around. I barely beat most teams, and most of the games I played, if had I played any other team, I'd have lost. I got it lo- does not matter. I got very lucky a lot in the playoffs. My point is. You can let whoever you want in the playoffs. It's all a roll of the dice. You say a worse team, but that team could have a guy that goes for sixty. Yep. And and that's he my could, point. He could he could have Drew Brees go for six touchdowns. You never know that can happen. He could have Ben Roethlisberger, and you think it's a bad matchup, and he's got lesser odds to winning. And next thing you know, Ben Roethlisberger goes out for four hundred yards and seven touchdowns again. But those odds are very, very slim. If you have a team that's loaded, who was holding players that are just now starting to come back from injury, which there's a lot, and if they had better waiver priority because for some fucked up reason, your league decides that we're going to base waiver priority based upon record and it resets every fucking week versus doing a waiver system where you you use your waiver, you go to the end of the line. We don't, you don't reward mediocrity. You don't reward bad teams by giving them the first priority waiver every week because you want it all to be in the name of fairness in the league. No, bullshit. Listen. Okay. The answer is you play every game to win every game. Unless you can block somebody from making, like, like right now going into week. So it's week 12 and next week starts the playoffs for a lot of teams. If you could throw a game this week and it would guarantee that a team that you feel is better than yours does not make it. You absolutely do it. You play, to and win I every have week. no problem with that. Play to win every every week, and and unless you're going into the playoffs and it's a guarantee that they won't make it, then you do it. You don't. Okay, so Darth Pikey DP double DP. Um, if you were trapped on a desert island and you could only watch. Uh, it doesn't say what you would watch, but I'm assuming one, mo- three movies. Yes, that that was my fault. I mistyped it. He wants to know if you were trapped on a desert island and you could only watch three movies. What three movies would you choose? And you have to assume the island has electricity, a big screen, and a Blu-ray player. Um, Castaway. <laughs> Castaways one. Yep. Uh, How to Survive on a Desert Island. Okay. I'm waiting for it, Jason. Waiting for what? The next one. Why? There, there's one more. I'm waiting on it. You you know which one it is? I, I know which one you should say. I don't think you're going to say it, though. Probably not. Gilligan's Island. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. Uh, but do they have it on DVD? Oh, so you're allowed to... You yeah. Said, <laughs> you said movies. If it, well, if it's on DVD and you got a DVD... You says you got a DVD Blu-ray player. Well, I would get a lot of those... I'd get a lot of those double-sided discs that you used to make, where there were two movies on one disc. Yeah. Then you could have at least six. So I would. Then pro- I would get all the Police Academy movies. <laughs> uh, the three movies I'd want to watch. It's not really movies per se. I would say they're more along the lines of series. And That's I would cheating. It is. It is complete cheating. But they sell them in box sets, so it's no, not. You got discs. Three movies. Nope. Nope. I've got box sets. Go. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That, that, that gives me at least one day worth of just watching those. And within the Lord of the Rings, it's also in, automatically includes the, uh, the Hobbit trilogy as well. Holy, that's six freaking movies. That doubles that, the that, original question. No, that is just one box set, sir. Uh, 
I'm going with box sets. Okay, I've got Cheating. a DVD. I've got a DVD Blu-ray player on a tropical island with electricity and a big screen TV. I guess we can make our own rules. Absolutely, we can. <laughs> then I'm doing TV seasons. Fuck that, that. That's fine because the next one is a TV season. It, it, it is Lost. No, although they, that's really good. I got to finish watching that. They were on an island. Oh, did they I give were, that shit away? No, I already knew they were on an island. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm almost done watching that though. No, but the next one would definitely have to be um, Prison Break series. I loved Prison Break. Loved it, loved it, loved it. The last one, and even though it's not done, I would have to go with The Walking Dead. Well, here's what here's what I'd know. I couldn't do The Walking Dead because you'd like get you'd get to so far and you'd never know how it would end. So like, it's I, not like they're gonna drop the rest of the episodes I, on the island for you. See, if they would, I'd be happy though. Like I would literally, I'd be sitting there waiting all day. Oh wait! Oh look, there comes a the plane! Yay! They're bringing the next week's episode. Here's the thing: Why the fuck wouldn't you just start a fire and say, "Help me"? <laughs> Why are they dropping episodes and not trying to pick you up? That's fucking wrong. Yeah. yeah. Why aren't you trying to pick me up? Why the fuck are you dropping me off next week's episode of The Walking Dead? You could stop and pick me up and bring me home. And guess what? I can watch it from the comfortable from my from the comfy of my own living room. If we're doing series, I'm taking I'm taking the Simpsons. Yeah, that'll last you forever. Forever like they've been running every episode of The Simpsons back to back to back for like more than a week now. Okay, so I, I I'm gonna change my last one from The Walking Dead. To the Simpsons? No. Even even more episodes than that. WWE television. No, you can't do there's, yeah. no, there's no box set for that. Monday Night Raw. Oh, there but there is for the Monday Night Raw. Well, yeah, but there's not like you only get so many of those. It it gets you all the way from when they first started all the way up until this year. So many good matches. All right. I, I just want to actually, you know what? Just give me Netflix, give me the WWE Network, and give me some fucking Roku, and I am happy. So DP asks another question here. After seeing the way the season has played out so far, do you think zero running back is a wise draft strategy? Nope. No, uh, no, especially if you look at wide receivers this year, everybody has a fucking receiver getting 20 points a week. Yep. The the position is so deep and, and you look at your running backs, that position is not so deep. If you started out this year with a healthy running back, like, you know, David, David Johnson, Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott, guys that were going in the first round, maybe a Todd Gurley. He hasn't lived up to what he did the year before. LaShawn McCoy. But he's been good. LaShawn McCoy, Matt Forte. I mean, these these are guys that are cornerstones on your team. They're going out and producing every single freaking week. Look, I'm picking up I'm probably picking up a wide receiver on waivers this week. Who are you picking up? Uh you've got the number one priority. Like I like I can t- like I can do anything about it. Don't worry about it. But I'm I'm going out and getting at least one wide receiver. You know why? Because he's going to score me 20 fucking points next week. Yep. You know, you can find him on the waiver, but you know what I'm not picking up? Any running backs worth a shit. Yeah, there are none. So, um, you know, when, you're start- when you've got guys starting like the third and fourth New England running back, because that just means there are no... Leave me alone. <laughs> that means there's no <laughs> running backs out there. So, no... Uh, the the value in PPR has kind of swung things towards wide receivers, but if you have a shot at one of the cornerstone running backs, you take a running back. Yep. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going running back in the first round, coming back and taking another wide receiver or a second wide receiver, or if there's a stud. So can you imagine the people who went running back heavy, okay? Just throwing this out there. 
and their running backs and totally, totally possible. This is how they ended up drafting their running backs. First round, you went and got David Johnson. Second round, you went out and got LaShawn McCoy. Third round, you went and got DeMarco Murray. What are you going to do with that? I mean, that literally right there is are three running backs who are putting up nearly 20 points a game. And then fourth round, fifth round, fourth round Crabtree. Yep. Getting you 20 plus every week. Yep. Uh, Picked up Tyro, someone like Tyrell Williams off the waiver wire. Well, yeah, the second that, uh, that uh, what's his name, went down, Keenan Allen. Yep. So there's wide receivers all over the place. You go running back heavy, yeah, DP. Get, get, get your running backs. Uh, if you if you can hit on now, there are misses on your running backs. Let's let's not pretend that there's not. And that's that's really the issue here. Is, yeah. Is if you if you go running back heavy and miss, you're you're sunk. You're, yeah. So. But if you go running back heavy, and I'm not I'm not sitting here preaching. Go, you know, three running backs. You know, in the first three rounds, I personally would not do that. Well, but here's the thing: if a couple you, years ago I would have, but if you not have the now. ability to get one of the studs, that's I mean that's really the deal. Like if you pick at the top of the draft, get get yourself. Get yourself some running back yeah, towards it, the top. If, if, if like we were saying, if you went in the first round, you went Gurley. Second round, you know, you went Doug Martin. Third round, you went. Um, give me a third round running back, Jason. Uh, that that's been a little dis. Uh, Devontae Freeman. Right. So you went Devontae Freeman in third round. Well, Freeman went higher than <coughs> some leagues. He didn't. Some leagues he didn't. Uh, and he's been okay. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, pretty, you're, 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 pretty, you're pretty much fucked. You're, well, you're struggling. I mean, Todd Gurley didn't live up to your expectations. Doug Martin's been injured, and Freeman hasn't lived up to your expectations either. Now, what your expectations were for Freeman, they shouldn't have been very high to begin with. But, I mean, it's all a matter of hitting on the running backs that you take. I would take a sure thing running back in the first round if I was outside the top two picks. If I had the pick number one or pick number two, I'm going wide receiver. If I had pick number three... I'm going back and forth between wide receiver and running back, and I could legitimately make an argument for taking a running back at number three overall. All right, so our last question is from Darth Pikai, a.k.a. DP. Uh, he wants to know burgers and fries or burritos and tacos. And before we answer this, DP, I just want to say, what the hell kind of question is this? Everybody knows you take the tacos and burritos. It, it's, it's a no-brainer, right, Jason? There's absolutely no way you take a burger and fries over burritos and tacos. None. None. You just don't do it. There, there's why? Why would you take burgers and fries when you could have tacos? We don't have a, a a cheeseburger Wednesday or a French fry Friday. No. What do we have? Taco Tuesday, Taco Thursday. Fucking tacos are so great they get two days two a week. Straight days. Here's what. Here's what we're gonna do from now on. DP, you are now Burger DP. Burger DP. Oh, DP Burger. D- the, he's the DP Burger. DP Burger. We're going to name a burger after you. All right. You're, I feel like you check the temperature twice on that. You penetrate it twice. You got you to gotta check the temperature twice, core temperature. Make sure it's uh, well done. So DP. Make twice. sure it's not loose meat in the middle. Make so, sure it's not raw. So DP Burger is where you check it twice. You penetrate it at the same time twice. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. So, DP Burger. Uh, no, so burritos and tacos, and that is our last question on questions and answer this week. I just want to say you guys were phenomenal this week with the questions. Seriously. I know. Some really Thank good you. stuff. No, not you. The, the the listeners, the people who sent them to us to ask. 
Oh, I thought you meant my answers were amazing. No, your answers were subpar, just like just about everything else we do. Okay. All right. So <laughs> um, we're going to close up like we open Toys for Tots, guys. Um, Please, don't make me get on my knees again. I, I literally will get on the knees and beg again. I got no problem begging for Toys for Tots. You guys know what we need. We need donations. We need to share the link. Um, yeah, $40 away. $40 away from our Two goal. 20s. Guys, you can make that happen. You can make it happen. I know you can. I got faith in you. I know. Listen, I've been saying... The whole time, I'm very confident we're going to hit 750. I think we're going to go over 750, to be honest. But we can't do it without your help. So that's going to close out our show this week. Um, I'd like to thank Sergeant Curcio for coming on our show. I'd like to thank the Clock Dodgers and Profit um, for sharing the Toys for Tots on his website for wrapping, going and buying the toys for us. I'd like to thank the OG podcast for the same reason. Thank you, gentlemen. I'd like you to know that you can reach us at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Give us questions for next week's show. I will be asking for them. I'd like you to go to our website, www.bftgpodcast. You can reach us at Twitter, at bftgpod. You can also find us on the Fantasy Life app, where I am at Geo. And I am at George. Please, we ask you, we beg of you, donate for Toys for Tots. Go to iTunes. Please give us a review. Give us a good rating. Even if you think we suck, give us a good rating. It, 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 it helps tremendously. We need to get some, we need to get some ratings. We need to get some, uh, some positive reviews for iTunes, please. We're begging. Not as much as Toys for Tots. Do that. And then once you're done doing that, once you're done donating, go, go around and take that positive feeling for donating for Toys for Tots and put it towards our podcast. It will make you feel better make us feel great yes thank you again for taking a break from your daily grind So I'm going to fuck Hillary Clinton.